It's amazing. It's versatile. It's plentiful and untraceable. It kind of has the potential to be the MacGuffin for any Starfinder game that you want to play in. Today we're talking about the Universal Polymer Base, the UPB, and we're going to talk about a group who uses this quite a bit. Let's get into it. The UPB is a component from the gods. Oh, but not, not really, but kind of. It is both a technological component with near limitless possibilities as well as an untraceable currency. And we're not talking about cryptocurrency here. Although using a cryptocurrency in a Starfinder setting or a sci-fi setting in general would be very cool. But I digress. These citizens of near space now have access to the universal polymer base, and it is increasing in its circulation as well as popularity. The UPB has gone through many iterations in its lifetime, and in the early stages of its use, it was a fairly basic compound. The first prototypes of the UPB were lost to the gap, unfortunately. Now, some of the more devout and hardcore followers of Triune, they believe that the UPB as we know it today is because of Triune. However, if this is the case, then it is not Triune's greatest gift to the sentient races of Starfinder. It would, in fact, be the Drift. Now, the only evidence to support this theory that Triune created the UPBs, not only have they been found in early records within the Pact Worlds, but other civilizations in the vast, ones that go way back into history with no recorded contact with anyone within the Pact Worlds, also have had versions of the Universal Polymer Base. And we're talking civilizations that rose and fell even before the gap happened. Now, what's more surprising to myself is the fact that the UPB is not more commonly accepted than it is. Credits are still the main currency of any civilized star nation. Now, the Universal Polymer Base has had many designs throughout its lifetime, as I mentioned. Some were pretty good, some were not so good. The one that's used today was actually developed in the Vescarium. A Vesk company, which is now either defunct or bankrupt or something that happens in a dystopian nightmarish future, a team of scientists were able to adapt the UPB for their own specific applications. Now, if you remember the Vesk, they are a warlike nation. They developed it so that they could build and repair their androids, not to mention their own weapons. And this UPB could also be adapted for cybernetic augmentation. The original idea was a combination of stem cell research along with nanotechnology and blending the two together. The Vesk military was very excited about this and they sponsored the patent, unsurprisingly. And then the military seized all the control of the material as well as the research. Now, when its military application started to become more apparent, or when the Vesk was starting to push harder for its weaponization, that's when many of the original scientists, they said, peace out, that wasn't what we signed up for. And then they all quit citing ethical concerns. And it's this format or this version of it that is the most commonplace today, because it can be used for so many things, weapons, cybernetic augmentation, it's a solid building block for ships and many of the other tools of war. See my giant battle robots. Now, the Universal Polymer Base does have a history in the Pact Worlds as well. In the massive struggle for android rights, 
the Android Abolitionist Front, they adopted the VESC version of the UPBs because they could use it on themselves for repairs or upgrades. They also used it as a currency for their rebellion. Many of the activists during this movement, they transported the Universal Polymer base in giant bins and this is all they had. They didn't have weapons, so many of them avoided being arrested. Since the material itself is so mundane and you can use it for whatever you want, who's to say you're not going to use it to build a nice blender or a death ray? Some of the anarchist groups that spawned from the Android Abolitionist Front, they still like using the UPB and they prefer it to a credit. Some of the more extremist groups, they view the Universal Polymer Base as the currency everyone should use because it's free from corporate control and government influence. And it should come as no surprise that underground criminal groups, they also like to use the UPB as a form of payment. In fact, in many modern civilizations, places throughout the Pact Worlds, even the Vescarium themselves, they have a station or a kiosk called the U-Kiosk. This allows you to take anything and turn it into UPBs. So if you have old tools or junk, whatever, you can get some value back out of it, although not a lot, and then you can use your UPBs for something else. More on that later. Now these kiosks, they are a little bit more like a tube. You walk inside, there is a control panel and a receptacle for whatever UPBs you have. So if you're looking to get an augmentation upgrade, create a new article of clothing, you can do that right inside the tube. You just have to feed in your grains or your granules of universal polymer base. The book describes them as grains, so maybe more rice-like in nature. I've always thought of them as very small round spheres or beads. You enter the appropriate amount of UPBs for whatever it is you want to design or have made for you just in the tube. And if you don't have enough universal polymer base, you can pay the extremely ridiculously high markup for whatever it is you're short by, and you walk out with a new article of clothing, or you could walk out with a repaired augmentation. Now, the first time that the UPB was used in a recorded exchange happened in 25 AG. That's 25 years after Gap. Now, the Vesk UPB started gaining popularity with crafters, weaponsmiths, armorsmiths. It became a staple material. Now, from a GM's perspective, what do we do with the Universal Polymer Base? I've been stressing that this is a crafting component, so if you have somebody who wants to build or design their own weapons, consider using the UPB as their crafting material. You can always use it as the material to repair ships, robots, vehicles, weapons, whatever. Just make sure that if you have a crafting player in your party or several of them, make sure to give the UPBs as quest rewards. They are also more commonly used on the fringes of society. So the further out you go from the Pact Worlds or the Vascarium, the more commonplace it's going to be. Now, to prevent your players from picking up everything that they see and breaking it all down, if they are insisting on doing this, they only get 10% of the value of the item. So that means if the market value of your blaster pistol or whatever it is you're breaking down is 100 credits, they will only get 10 UPBs back for breaking it down. 
The same actually goes for if you're selling items as well. So I try to discourage mass looting and make sure that I'm awarding credits or the UPBs as quest rewards. Now, the value of a universal polymer base is one to one. If you want to craft something and you need a hundred credits, you would need a hundred units of UPBs. So make sure you're considering this as part of your overall loot when dealing with your players. Now, the last group that I wanted to touch on that is still actively using the UPBs would be the Augmented. This is a group that has dedicated themselves to the art of cybernetic enhancement or augmentation. They view the body as a canvas and the machinery that they attach to themselves, the art. Within the Augmented, there are many subgroups as well. However, the loudest one is the Supremacy Collective. This group actively sends out trained, potentially brainwashed androids into the galaxy to find other people for recruitment. Where do they send them out from, you ask? That would be Versez, specifically Kashik. They were actually the first nation to denounce the Verthani caste system. And the Augmented itself were actually one of the three castes of the Verthani. This particular caste had devoted themselves to cybernetic as well as magical augmentation. However, when this caste system was abolished, any of the ones who were pursuing technological gains tended to stick together. Now, because of the size of this group and how vocal they are about augmented rights or machine rights, they actively put pressure on corporations as well as governments. And any deals that they tend to broker are typically paid in UPBs, which they then further use to augment their own bodies, make any repairs that's needed. Sometimes they use it to make weapons because sometimes the best negotiation tactic is a pistol. Now, thankfully, the Supremacy Collective, they promote understanding and acceptance within members of their own ranks, as well as those who are just curious about what augmentation can do or don't like it in general. Now, there are groups within the Augmented that believe our natural form is not good enough, and they force that belief on everyone around them. These would be groups like the Remakers and Next Step. They have been known to actively taint water supplies with nanobots to force change public figures. Now, if you're curious about what the nano site is like, you can check out my video here on that one. Now, the Supremacy Collective has fought a shadow war against these rogue factions for a very long time. One group who is interested in the Augmented is the Xeno Wardens. They believe that augmentation can actually have a reduction in ecological impact. And some races like the Barathu, they have been actively joining the Augmented and going into Augmented assemblies to participate in the message or spreading the news. Huge thank you to all of my patrons who continue to support me as I go through this move. My name's Nathaniel. Thanks for stopping by, everyone.